This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Sarah. And in today's journey, we wrap up the year of 2019. It's been quite the year for us at Hiking Through Life. We're reflecting upon the entire year all the way back to January and holy moly have we done a lot and come a far way in our journey. We've done things from incorporating ourselves into a business by forming an LLC. We've done things like our road trip through the summer. We got merch. We started podcasting. We brought people on their first backpacking trips. Tons of stuff. So this episode, which is our last episode of 2019 is just going to go through kind of everything that we did throughout the whole year. Just a big recap of hiking through life's journey. And it really is kind of inspiring to us. And we hope that as you listen, you are inspired by your own journey because it's just one of those reminders that really small steps are going to go a long way, but it takes time. And that's a huge lesson that we're taking away this year too. And this is like a good time of year for that that reflection. Um, everyone is familiar with creating New Year's resolutions. And a resolution is really just, okay, how am I going to move forward and better myself in this upcoming year? But we also think that there's value in taking a look back as well. Not necessarily dwelling, but just seeing how far you've come along. Um, We've come quite far in our journey as hiking through life, I think, and just our journey in life in general. And to look back at it and just take in what we've done is a good reminder. And it's good to recognize that. And then say, okay, after I've seen all of that and after I've realized where I've come from, now I can best make those goals of where I'm going. So to start out, I think we'll look back at the beginning of 2019. So Sarah. Except not even. Let's think about 2018 and the road trip that we took a year ago. 2018? We took the road trip in 2019. This is 2019. Oh, I mean going down to the AT. Oh, <laughs> that road trip. Yes. The mini road trip before the big road trip. Yes. Yeah, we drove all the way down to the southern terminus of the AT for winter break last year. And we spent Christmas Day on the AT. Yeah. So Sarah, being a preschool teacher, had the whole week of Christmas off, plus a couple other days. So we took a 10-day road trip down to Georgia, northern Georgia, where the southern terminus of the AT is, Springer Mountain. So we figured, oh, this would be a good little test for our bigger road trip that we were planning for this past summer. 
and we thought it would be a good test for Daisy as well to see how well she held up in a car for that long. And we also, we just wanted to hike a trail. And yeah, and we had never been to the AT at all, so why not try that one out? Right, why not? And why not see one of the more significant places of the AT, which is that southern terminus where most people start their through hikes on the AT. Yeah, and as much as we missed being home for the holiday last year, we we are glad we did it. But being home this year for the holidays is definitely putting a nice slowdown on life. Yeah, we're very, very much excited to do this mini road trip. Um, we had just bought our Subaru that, that past September, in September of 2018. And we're just excited to get it on the road and really just kind of test out its camping and adventuring capabilities. Yeah, and I think that road trip, like, we really just went down to the AT for two nights. We backpacked for two nights, and then I believe we drove back. We drove through the Smoky Mountains. Yes, we did. We went to the Smoky Mountains right after the AT, so that was the night after, and... We didn't even stay there. We ended up staying, um, if I recall right, it was somewhere um, further north, maybe. I think it was more into Tennessee. Um, but anyways, we, we also saw some great things in Illinois, the Garden of the Gods. Remember that? Oh, that was so cool. It was this this cool area, um, bunch of hiking trails, and these awesome just rock formations. And not at all what you would picture for Illinois. No, no, not at all. But it was a very, very cool area. And this was in, like, more southeastern Illinois. And so we spent a day there hiking. Yeah. And then we spent a night camping there yeah and we didn't even touch half of that area there was so much more to see but time was uh not on our side that trip but yeah yeah we had to we had to kind of get back um we ended up staying like on our way back in iowa at a rest area and slept in our car and that was not the most comfortable in the middle of winter uh we had to wake up here and there just to turn the heat on in the car to warm ourselves up but This was before I had made the bed in the back of the car, too. So we had um, just us just in the front seats reclined, sleeping in the car. Yeah. And so that was like a really good test run. And at that time, like we we were planning on the summer road trip, but it was still like a what if is this really possible? Are we really financially going to be able to do it? So, yeah, at that time... About a year ago, it was still kind of a question. And I still had my job at that time, too. So it was also a question of, like, if I did stay at my job, would I get the time off to do such a grand road trip that we were planning in the summer for that two months? Um, Yeah, it was totally still playing around with, like, oh my gosh, should you even quit your job? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... 
we did that. We got back. We got back at the beginning of January, just in time for you to go back to school. And so you started back up with school again with the kiddos. And then we we celebrated a late Christmas with my side of the family. Um, and that was like the first weekend of January. And that was a fun get-together. Then in February, we attended some free winter events around us. Um, there's the Wargo Nature Center, which does a free kind of a winter fest in a way. Yeah, it's like a winter sampler event and it was so neat. We got to fat tire bike, they had kick sleds, they had hot chocolate, they had a fire going. Um yeah, and it's all free and it's family friendly. All ages can show up. Um there's events for kids if they want to just hang out indoors and do some coloring and some kind of arts and crafts types things or they can get out like you said on the kick sleds or yeah it was a really cool event and it was it's at wargo nature center like we said but it's put on by the three rivers park district yes who have a ton of events this entire winter long too yeah and we went uh, to the midwest mountaineering expo and found a brochure from them because they had a booth there that had all of these events listed out too some of them are paid and some of them are free, but they have them going all year long. So would highly recommend if you're in the Twin Cities area to go to the Three River Parks District website and just check out all of their events that they have going on. Uh, another really awesome thing that we were able to do this past year was go skiing with my uncle, Daryl. And this was his first time getting out on skis in 15 years. So that was a pretty awesome opportunity to be able to get him out there on the hill. And, I mean, he did really well. We, I was more nervous to ski, actually, and I had done it, like, plenty of times. Yet it's just that every time you get out there for that first time in the season, it's always kind of a little nerve-wracking, but it's really like riding a bike. But it was pretty awesome to see him out there and so excited about going down the hills again. Yeah, we actually went out twice with him last year. We went out initially, it was me, you, your brother, and your Uncle Daryl. And then it was another time where it was me and you, and then Daryl and his friend. Yeah. And so we got to do it a couple times within the season with him and he had a blast we had a blast it was a great time out in the slopes yeah and it was another one of those reminders that age is just a number and if you want to get out there and do a physical activity you can get out there and do it so that was those were some of our winter adventures and oh some of the other things that we did in the winter that i think were a couple highlights too were some snowshoeing adventures yeah. So we got up here in Minnesota, kind of a lot of snow later in the winter season. And it made for some awesome fresh powder in February, May. I'm sorry, not May. It made for some fresh powder in February, March, and early April. And so we got out there on some of the, uh, the, the trails near us at the Coon Rapids Dam, um, 
And later this year, actually, we're going up north for Sarah's birthday to you celebrate. You mean later next year? Ooh, yes. Got me. 2020 Later happenings. in 2020, we're going we're gonna to do some snowshoeing up nor- in northern Minnesota, which will be amazing. But yeah, here in our own backyard, we did some awesome snowshoeing last year. Yeah, and like we said, it was the Coon Rapids Dam and snowshoeing is an amazing workout. Like every time you do it for even just an hour, we come back and we are wiped out, just like physically drained of our bodies. It is very strenuous. The snow that you are picking up on your snowshoes when you're on there is just you're constantly lifting up the weight. So do not underestimate snowshoeing. It is a challenge. Especially during that fresh powder where you're breaking the trail and it's just like going on top of that fresh powder. You get a bit on top of your snowshoe and it's it's a workout like you were saying. Even I think one of those days it was it was near zero negative degrees outside. And yeah. we were still out there for a couple hours just your beard froze immediately yeah my beard froze but i was warm i mean it was just such a workout it was we had to kind of control our sweat in a way because it was kind of that workout and daisy got to sport her new jacket and it was kind of this little down flannel jacket that just kind of velcros around her and she kept warm while going through the belly deep snow yeah and she loves just plowing through it (laughs) yeah she doesn't even care to like just go behind us in our snow tree tracks she just she'll go right on ahead and try and kind of plow through the powder herself so if you want to try snowshoeing you should definitely check out rentals the three rivers park districts do do rentals at different locations so that's something to look into otherwise you can find some fairly affordable snowshoes out there yeah, we got ours from Costco, and they came with poles and carrying bags as well. And I know they're again this year. We've seen them, so keep that in mind. Yeah, it's a great winter activity. The local parks, at least the ones around us, um, have cross-country ski rentals too, and they have some groomed cross-country skiing trails. And we didn't do that last year, but it's an activity that... Um, we definitely enjoy and would encourage people to go out and try. Yeah, and that's another free event. I think that one's coming up in February. There's a free cross-country ski day, so I know that one's on our calendar. Oh, yeah. Another thing that we uh, like to dive into is lots of DIY projects. And this is kind of going off of our um, hiking adventure, not or not part of our hiking adventures, but still part of our lifestyle. We're very much DIY people. And we always like trying new adventures. This year, for the first time, I attempted candle making. And it's a work in progress. I think that the wax, um, or the wick, we don't have the right type of wicks I am under the impression of. So we're, we're experimenting around with that. But that was a big adventure I tried this year. Yeah, because you made the candles, but they weren't quite burning right. I mean, they would they would light initially, but then they would kind of kind of flame out. So, 
yeah, we're trying to still get that process down, but like Sarah said, we're very much DIYers. Like I try and fix as much as I can around the house myself and we try and make our own things um, just kind of out of frugality, but also just the kind of challenge of learning something new as well. Um, yeah, the process of it is something that really intrigues us both. Yeah, we, we both like um, to figure some new things out and learn constantly. What beers did you brew this year, Andy? Oh, beers that I brewed. Um, actually, I didn't brew quite as many as I used to brew. Um, partly in, due to our road trip and not being home. But, I mean, I've brewed IPAs, um, black IPA, a pale ale, a brown. Um, I'm pretty sure I brewed a stout way back when, too in the late winter so a variety of beers and there was actually well we still had snow on the ground my buddies and I brewed kind of an outdoor beer that um during the brewing process you're you're kind of boiling your ingredients together before you do the fermentation to convert it to alcohol So you have to cool that boil before you can pitch the yeast, which converts it to alcohol. And what we did is we just took the big boil kettle and just put it in a snowbank to cool. Just a natural cooling process. So we had some pictures of that that we were looking through the other night. And that was kind of one of the big memories of the past brewing season. Yeah, and the beer always does end up tasting really delicious. Yes, yes. I can't say I'm a part of the brewing process. I'm just a part of the drinking process. (laughs) Uh, Taste tester. Yeah. Another really exciting thing that we DIY'd this year was dehydrating vegetables. Um, I bought a giant bag of frozen vegetables, frozen mixed vegetables from Costco, and threw them in the dehydrator vacuum sealed them and we started bringing those camping and just mixing it into hot water with some beef flavoring and it's delicious so I was really excited about doing that endeavor we also made beef jerky this year we brought a ton of that on our road trip you made fruit leather yes with our rhubarb that we grow in the garden yeah that was another dehydrator um process i guess yeah and it was like it was really good it reminded me of um what is it the the fruit fruit, by the foot fruit by the foot yeah that it was like that consistency yeah yeah it was really good i think there was a batch that i overdid a little bit too bit too much and it got really like crispy and just broken half (laughs) but it's all trial and error yeah, uh, and that's kind of how it goes when you are learning a new trade or project or whatever. It's always kind of a little bit of a, a learning curve, and you got to work your way through some of the the challenges and, um, like you said, trial and error. Yeah, another huge thing we did this year was started composting. I mean, we didn't 
necessarily compost ourselves, but we started bringing a lot of our organics up to the compost site. Yeah, our city does that. Not all cities have their own compost site, but if you're not composting at your house yet, that's something to look into. See what your city's regulations are around that and see if they have a compost site. Yeah, we did try and kind of compost ourselves a couple years ago, but it's a, I mean, it's a lot of work because you have to constantly turn all that and mix it all up and make sure it's decomposing in a balanced way. Um, so we found out though that we have a local compost site here that's only a couple miles away from our house and they provide free bags. So we took some of those bags and we would take our organics materials, basically like anything from eggshells to fruit peels and rinds to just pits, um, napkins, even bones, um, coffee grinds. Yeah. Coffee grounds, um, egg cartons, um, pizza boxes. If they don't have like film on them, if it's just the cardboard, but it, you know, you can't recycle those because they get saturated with the foods and oils, but you can bring them to a local organics recycling if it's just the cardboard type yeah so i mean think about that if everybody started composting think about how much garbage would be reduced in this world and yeah we saw it firsthand in our own trash can we went from maybe about three full bags of trash every week to maybe not even not even one sometimes yeah Because most of it was just, like, food scraps and stuff. And we don't, like, we eat a lot of leftovers. So we're not, like, just making a big meal and then everything that we don't eat we throw away. It's just the stuff that we can't eat, like the rinds and the bones and the pits and stuff like that. That's what's going into it. And we were throwing away quite a bit of that kind of stuff. Um on a weekly basis and just like seeing that we could take our garbage can and not even fill it up after three weeks and that that just blew us away we're yeah. just like wow this is incredible like and it does a lot for the environment too because th- the trash that goes into a landfill creates a lot of these greenhouse gases that are contributing to the global warming or climate change um, processes that are happening currently in our world. So if we can reduce that by finding other uses for our trash, it's going to go a long way. It totally will. And we know our friends, Veggie Vagabonds, would appreciate that. Their interview is... Are there, um, yeah, we interviewed them a while back, and we hope you guys will be able to listen to that interview coming up. So part of our journey this past year, too, was not only trying to make ourselves better in ways of kind of DIYing and finding different uses for the things that we weren't currently using... But we also tried to take 
what we were doing with hiking through life and take that to another level and hopefully inspire more people outside of just our friends and family and make it more of an inspirational thing and make it more of a a thing that people can latch on to and just say hey you know what this is benefiting these people i think i can take some lessons away from that and either get outdoors more and pursue a better lifestyle in a way or just take some lessons and kind of apply it to what my lifestyle is right now yeah and we really hope that it is helping people out and i think a huge stepping stone for us was going to the spring expo this past um, april the midwest mountaineering expo where we met up with Matt and Joe of WTIP Boundary Waters Pod. They have the Boundary Waters podcast, and we connected with them, and they interviewed us after our trip to the Boundary Waters with our friends. So having that opportunity really kind of opened our eyes and opened this door of maybe we should start podcasting ourselves. And we we do our podcast now on a weekly basis. And it didn't start that way. We were trying to still figure out how we may approach this podcast. Um, We did see it, though, initially as a good platform to reach more people. I mean, we had our blog. We had somewhat of a Facebook following, or we had our Facebook page, I should say. And we saw... The podcast initially is, hey, we'll kind of interview some people that we take out on these hikes that we had planned with family and friends and get their reactions to their first time backpacking. And then it kind of turned more into, though, hey, this is a good opportunity to tell other people's stories. Because maybe what Hiking Through Life is, and I shouldn't say maybe, because what it is, is that Hiking Through Life is taking one's life and seeing it as a journey you know seeing how you get from beginning to end and what has impacted you there well not even to say end just where you are now because when we're interviewing these people like we're interviewing their goal right now but it's really cool because you don't know where they're going to be a year from now Right, you don't. And that's kind of where the hiking comes into is you may not always know where you're going. You may have you may have a plan set in mind and you may have a map right in front of you that says you're going this way and you're going that way. But when you get on that trail and you start walking down that path, when you start walking down your path of life, your route may change. And I think that's so applicable to, like, where our life has gone this year, especially, like, with when you left your job in May and when we were able to go on our road trip. Like, that was, like, a huge change for us, and that allowed us to really start living, well, living the dream that we had to do this road trip, but start living this idea of creating hiking through life as a business. Right, yes. It really kind of 
freed us up in a way. If if you want to look at it that way, it really allowed us time. to take that time, yeah. Or just not be so focused in other areas and say, okay, hey, like, let's take a look at this. And we really have these grand ideas and these inspirations that we've felt within our own lives. And how are we going to really take and apply that? And I think that's one thing that we've done with this podcast is we've really concentrated on like we want to hear the stories of others and help others tell that story so that they may influence others they may not know that they're influencing others but that's kind of the point of the podcast right yeah that's kind of a point i mean it's really just a conversation and as many people like millions of people could end up listening to it yeah so it's it's really like here's my story and the outdoors may have played a part in it or this may have led me to the outdoors and I really have benefited from it. Or there may be people down the road that we interview that have possibly had a negative experience out of it and it has changed them in a different way. And I think there's very much a value in hearing that as well. 100% because we realize the outdoors isn't necessarily everybody's number one ideal experience. But at the same time, just hearing everybody's experience in the outdoors is going to be able to give us some insight. And I think that you may hear a story or a story may be told in which you can take something away from it. You can take away this one little piece. Like, for example, when we interviewed Jody, who, her and her husband, hiked a ton before they had a child. Then they had a child. But not only did they have a child, Jody's husband broke his foot, and he could no longer do these hiking, backpacking trips that they were used to. So they were met with a few different challenges. How do you overcome those challenges to keep a part of you that you don't want to let go? So she kind of explains in that episode what her mindset was, how she approached that, and just how it has benefited her in ways that she had not planned. She didn't plan to necessarily raise her daughter to be an outdoors enthusiast from six months old. Yeah, and then her daughter just kind of ended up loving it, which was great for both of them. But like she said in the interview, she wasn't trying to force that upon her. Not at all. And then the 
piece where her husband broke her foot was challenging for them, but it provided another opportunity. It provided the opportunity for Grandma, Jody's mother, to then join these trips with Jody and her daughter. And it created somewhat of a bigger bond between the three of them than they would have initially thought. Yeah, it's kind of like when one door closes, another one opens. Another really awesome interview we had this past year was with Marin, who we took on her first backpacking trip. Uh, hearing her, like, just initial in like reactions to backpacking was um, probably what most first-time backpackers would have. But she was very open-minded about it, and she, in the interview with her, she gave a lot of really positive first-timer tips and ideas, and I think that was great because she was in a first-time experience. You can hear things from us and other people who have backpacked a million times, but when you're hearing that from a person firsthand who is doing their first-time backpacking trip right then and there, that's probably going to be the most believable and the most valuable to hear it from someone who's in those shoes and she ended up loving that trip and we had a really amazing memorable time on that trip it was a great time it was a great time to really for us step back and be in those shoes again be in witnessing people that are just getting into it 100%. And bringing us back to those days of when we first got into it. Yeah, because I think for the past few years, like, we've been very fast-paced when we've been backpacking. It's just been Andy and me and Daisy, and we can go 10 miles a day. Well, I mean, Andy could go, like, 20, but, like, we could, we would go, like, 8 to 10 miles and, like, be be great. And that's what we did for three years Ever since we met. And this year has been a huge learning curve for us in just stepping back and slowing down and showing people. And we're both really enjoying that aspect of hiking through life and where it's going. And eventually, gonna eventually with hopes, we are going to guide other people. But being able to take out friends and family has been a huge eye-opener for us and we're really appreciative of those people coming out with us and wanting to come out and being open-minded about those opportunities. I really enjoy seeing how they react to their first time and just that that initial like oh my gosh this is amazing type thing and that's not going to be everyone's reaction you know, there are some people that are going to say, hey, this is not for me, like a backpacking trip. For, I would say, 90% of people that have an itch to do it and that go out and do that for their first time, they're going to have an amazing experience. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I love about what we had started this summer was just being able to be a part of that, being able to witness people's just admiration for this hobby and this activity 
and just seeing them overcome the challenges because there are struggles i mean during that trip with marin there were struggles like there were times where we just sat down in the middle of the trail yes and just said hey we needed a break and this is exhausting so but we did that had a snack hydrated and then we were back on our feet and everyone was good we got to the campsite had a campfire had a delicious dinner and nobody even thought twice about the struggles of the trail and that's what's so awesome about it yeah it's really awesome and just quite a gift to be able to experience that with people and we experienced that with my aunt Kathy as well on her first backpacking trip and there was physical struggles emotional struggles there I mean it was it was challenging it was her first time doing anything like that and on top of it it was so buggy that weekend we went out and yeah the the weather the conditions were less than ideal i mean like you said buggy we had to spray ourselves down from head to toe with bug spray put on our bug nets and we were still getting swarmed by mosquitoes it was wet it was rainy you know it was it was not the best weather or conditions for somebody to experience on their first backpacking trip yet i think in a weird way it kind of is a good experience because if you can get through that then like 90 percent of your trips after that are going to be so much better and you know that you can overcome that one challenge you are going to enjoy the other days in which the conditions are far better. Yeah, it's totally true. I mean, I think back to some of our first Boundary Waters trips, and those were very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. And then the one we went on this summer was different, yet also really relaxing. And But yeah, we got through like the huge challenge of those Boundary Waters trips in the, the first few times. I mean, not to say this one wasn't challenging. It was just challenging in a different way. And we were guiding people. Yeah. I mean, there was a challenge in a way which we had to... We had to slow our pace. We had to make sure that the people that we had in our company during that Boundary Waters trips were not... um, We're not overwhelmed with the conditions and with what they had to do. I mean, most of them, it was kind of their first time paddling. A portaging paddling. And you could just tell like they were, there was a little bit of stress during those first few portages, but it's like anything in life. When you're experiencing something, experiencing something for the first time, it's, it's going to be stressful. Yeah. But at the end of that trip, they were guiding us basically. Yeah. They were in front and they were full force ahead. Yet we it, that that was another amazing thing just just seeing the progression throughout the trip and just witnessing the the um skills 
and the relationships that were building throughout the whole trip. Yeah, because neither of those couples knew each other before then. No, no. We, I mean, we had a, a initial little, like, meet and greet and planning session before we went on the trip. But really, I mean, we got to know each other just during the trip. And that was that was amazing. Yeah. It was not the most ideal conditions either. I mean, initially it was, but then that second day, it was a lot of rain. Yeah, but we... as is kind of expected when you end up in the boundary waters. Yeah, yeah. You never know what you're going to get with the yeah. weather up there. So you always got to be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. But, you know, got to make the best of your situation. And that's what we did. We set up a tarp. We pulled out the musical instruments and had a good time around the campfire. Yeah. So those experiences bringing people out, like, taught us taught us a lot, and we're so grateful for those. Then we were, after taking people out, we went on our road trip for two months, and there's a whole series about that on our podcast, so you can listen to a lot of those where we sum up every single day. But overall, that road trip taught us a lot of lessons about packing a car, about managing time except not even because there really was no schedule to be on and that is a huge part of um my lifestyle like I am kind of very I can be very loosey-goosey about things and kind of go with the flow when I travel and I think that road trip um was a big eye-opener for Andy (laughs) It wasn't in the way that we didn't have a plan. So we had some ideas, mm-hmm. but we didn't have a route planned. We didn't have our stays planned. We just said, all right, we're going to eventually get out to Maine. And then we're going to eventually get back to Minnesota. Then we're eventually going to go out west. And we had the plan to like meet up with your parents to yeah. do a weekend at Yellowstone, which was awesome. Um, but that was really the only plan. Oh, and the Airbnb for our honeymoon yeah. in northern Montana, which was amazing. Yeah, but those were pretty much like the only like set in stone plans. And not to say that that's something for everyone just to go places without plans, but just being open to the ideas of what could happen if you let things in and if you let opportunities present to you there were things that popped up along the road trip that were unexpected that not having a plan allowed us to really take in and um we met some people along the way we developed some of those relationships we also got to kind of explore wherever we wanted to explore, yeah. wherever we ended up. And if we really liked a place, we stayed there a few days longer. Yeah. And if we were kind of bored of the place we were in, we would leave. Yeah. So we kind of did our research along the way instead of trying to plan everything out beforehand, which yeah. was kind of new to me. But um, I think we both 
learned some things along the way and came eventually around to doing things kind of midway. I mean, we would try and plan some of our our night stays and stuff a day or two ahead or, you know, at least in the morning ahead of time. And then, you know, have an idea of where we're going. So it's not just like, okay, we're going to go to Maine, but do we want to go, you know, up through northern Vermont or southern Vermont, Massachusetts, and go up that way type of thing. So we kind of figured some things out along the way. And part of that, like you had mentioned earlier, was packing the car because you do only have a limited amount of space. And part of the road trip, we were sleeping in our car as well. So that added another element to it. We could not pack the car floor to ceiling with all of our stuff. We had to allow room for ourselves to be comfortable within the car as well. And so the first half of our road trip, we learned some things. We came back for a wedding in August and kind of rearranged our whole car and situation before we left again and it ended up being quite a bit easier and we do recap some of that stuff within our road trip series on our podcast if you listen back to some of those episodes. We also had the opportunity to go to Costa Rica this May. That was a huge highlight of our year. My brother got married in Costa Rica at an all-inclusive resort. So that was different travel than what we're used to because most of our trips together have been camping, hiking, backpacking, not really a all-inclusive resort where you show up and drink and eat all week. So that was kind of a cool experience that we both got to do together. Because I had done all-inclusives on, like, cruise ships in the past, but it was never something that we did together. And it was a really great experience. It was a beautiful wedding, very intimate wedding, perfect for, for my brother and his wife. We had my grandma in Costa Rica. We got my grandma in the ocean for her first time in many, many, many years. She grew up in Hawaii, and... Yeah, so she got to go into the Pacific Ocean again. <laughs> yeah. After so long, yeah. Yeah, she was like having memories of when she was there in as a when she was swimming in the ocean in Hawaii as a child when we took her out there. So that was a really special memory and moment and really really good memories that we made on that trip. Yeah, we took advantage of some of the excursions too. Most of them were part of the all-inclusive resort. But there was one all-day one that was separate, and that one was fun, too. We did zip lining, horseback riding. A water slide through the jungle. Yeah. Some coffee tasting. It, it was an all-day event, and that was awesome. And then we also, before we went to the resort, we went and stayed at an Airbnb that was in the more rural area of Costa Rica, and it gave us a really awesome taste of what local life is like in Costa Rica, because that Airbnb we stayed at was in the smallest little town. 
Yeah, it was called the Santa Maria Volcano Lodge. And I forget exactly what the little town is called, but if you look up Santa Maria Volcano Lodge, you'll find it's within this like little village of, I think they said it was about 200 people, but they had this um, little, little restaurant that was part of the lodge, and it had a dairy farm in the back and plantain farm as well. And 90% of the food was, like, locally sourced within the village there or around the village. And most of the community as well, it was a really cool thing to see when we were eating is every so often there are people coming in saying, hey, I'm out of eggs, can I borrow some eggs? So they would borrow some eggs and or they would borrow some butter or other ingredients maybe some plantains and it was interesting to see these little kids come up and take that away and then not pay anything for it i mean that doesn't really happen that much in the u.s and we kind of asked the waitress about that and she was like oh yeah we get many of our other ingredients like some of their rice and other things from people within the village so they said it's more of like a trade system that they have going on. We're willing to give away all of these things because we get a lot from the village as well. So in, instead of exchange for money, it's just an exchange of goods. Yeah, we liked that concept a lot. And we know there are towns in the U.S. that live like that, but it's not as common to run into that. No, and it was also really interesting too because... We would get done with our meal, like, with our dinner, and we didn't get a check for our dinner. And I was just, I asked about it, and they're like, oh, no worries, we'll take care of it when you check out. And that was, like, really interesting, too, where you don't necessarily see that as much in our country, in the U.S. here, um, where, I mean... Maybe you get like a running tab on your hotel room bill or whatever, but it was really interesting to see that they just very late. They don't very, they don't yeah, they don't really put a monetary value on things as much as we do. Yeah, it's a really they just want great lesson. Yeah, I mean it's really more of hey, we just want to make sure that you're enjoying yourself. And we appreciate you type of thing yeah. is what I was getting out of it versus, hey, you have to pay for this. Yeah, because here in the USA, like you're brought the bill when you're still eating a lot of the time when you go out and you feel this rushed, fast paced timeline that you're on when you're out. And yeah, we didn't feel that there. So it was refreshing. Yeah, and it was beautiful there, too. And the food was so good, and and there was howler monkeys. We heard the monkeys nearly, like, the whole time we were there. And there was a ton of hiking trails right on the location. Yeah, so if you ever are in that western part of Costa Rica, it was more northwestern part of Costa Rica, I believe, that we were in, go check out the Santa Maria Volcano Lodge. It was gorgeous and very, very, very nice. After our road trip, 
I decided that I was going to do a through hike on the Superior Hiking Trail. Hike all 310 miles <laughs> of the Superior Hiking Trail. It was a bit more than I expected. Um, and I, we have a whole podcast episode about that, about my Superior Hiking Trail through hike. I believe it's episode 15. Yeah, and I was... Um... I held down the house here and stayed home with Daisy during that time. Yeah, it took me 21 days. I mean, that was my original goal was to do it in three weeks, and I did accomplish that. But, I mean, I did have some struggles along the way. Sarah had to come up and be a trail angel for me. It was quite the experience, so if you want to hear more about that, definitely go check out that podcast episode and then you know that kind of leads us up to the school year I started school in September and that's when Andy went hiking and that's kind of where we are now really we've started to really hone down on hiking through life Andy's kind of taken a lot of control over that we have more that we're trying to get out with our podcast, so that's that's been a huge focus for us in the latter half of 2019 is is just really like getting this podcast out there and interviewing some really cool people, and then we're also looking at hopefully getting some services out there to help people get into backpacking and planning some trips with people. So, I mean, if that interests you at all, definitely go out to our website, hikingthroughlife.net, and there is a contact form out there. Contact us. Um, You can also scroll down to the bottom of our webpage, and our email is down there. So reach out to us if you are interested in putting a trip together and we can help you out there whether it's with gear or meal planning or route planning or whatever it is that you may think of um we're we're focusing on minnesota initially um because that's where we're familiar with right now and where we're based but you know going forward and thinking of our 2020 plan I mean, this podcast is is where we're really focused and also that whole helping people get into the outdoors that are wanting to do it, maybe have some hesitation about it, and we hope to inspire that, whether it be through the podcast or planning on planning a trip on a kind of one-on-one basis on a consulting basis. Yeah, just reach out by all means if you have any questions about that. Uh, we're really appreciative of all of you and of anyone who's, especially the people who have been supporting us since day one in this journey. Uh, without the support and cheerleaders that we have, this would be a little more challenging. Yeah, um, it would be. it would be a struggle to just like keep going um because it is it is quite a bit of work to put a lot of this together i mean 
the podcast, the website, the blog. Absolutely. I think like this whole year has just been a lot of like learning what entrepreneurship is really about. It's both of our first journey diving into entrepreneurship and it's just been a huge learning curve and I am we're really grateful that we have each other to work with in this and each of us has our own strengths and that is a huge help because I know a lot of people do this alone and I can't imagine trying to wrap my head around this alone. Yeah, I think that the way that we complement each other makes this kind of work in a way too where I can be kind of that super technical piece of it and you can be our networking and just people person and that's even true presence out there yeah yeah and like that's even true when we're out on the trail with people I mean I would often find myself talking to the people that we bring out and like checking in on them making sure they are emotionally stable and doing well seeing if they need anything and Andy is the guy who's really guiding us and getting all the technicalities down and making sure we're on route and yeah getting the miles down and you know making sure that we're not doing a route that's going to be too strenuous for people that haven't necessarily done this before and you know making sure that all of our gear is up to par and i think that though both those strengths both of our strengths are equally needed on a first timers trip i think a lot of first timers might have anxiety about being out there and i feel like i have a really good foundation to talk people through that I'm no professional by any means in like counseling people but I feel like I'm a really strong people person and can really relate to people and people are seeking that when they're out on the trail people are seeking that in life yeah and it's a really good quality and I think that is part of what makes hiking through life what it is too is being able to not just be that kind of guide guide in a way on the trail, but also kind of be that guide in a way within life, you know. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to combine the two in a way where it is the outdoors and being out on the trail and being out kind of immersing yourself in the natural world But then also making sure that people are thinking about themselves and making the best decisions for themselves. Are you mentally doing well? Are you physically doing well? Are you taking care of yourself? And like we put on our website too, we want to make sure people are living a meaningful life. And they're putting that life that they are living kind of at the forefront and not just going through the motions absolutely and that just goes with like so much balance of work and play and family and friends and making sure you're incorporating all of that in equally because all of that at the end of the day is what matters and what's going to keep you smiling and laughing and living healthily from day to day right without that what is life right Yeah. Not to 
and on a bad note here <laughs> but like if we take a step back and say hey like analyze this a little bit and that's <laughs> that's where i come into play here i'm more the analytical where it's just like hey if we if we take this and segment it out and say okay hey if i'm doing this if i'm doing that and if i'm doing this life can be great why go through life by the way that you think other people want you to go through life as well and i think you leaving a full-time job is a huge part of that i mean it was a really great job but it there was other passions you had to go down right and so taking that step back and saying okay i know this is going to be difficult to leave something that is good for me that I am getting something out of that I'm getting experience out of that I enjoy parts of but I have bigger passions within what we're doing here and so I did decide that it was time to cut the ties with the job so that I could pursue those passions further that i have within hiking through life and so far so good and the cool thing is andy has now discovered seasonal work yes so to make up the gap while hiking through life is starting to take off i've found some winter seasonal work delivering for ups during their holiday season it's been it's been a good experience I mean, it gets me up, gets me moving. Um, it gives me something to do during these winter months when hiking may not be as uh, abundant. I mean, there's definitely still ways to get outside in the winter, yet it's just not the same as a backpacking season within Minnesota. Yeah, but you know, like it's still an outside job, and we talk about the benefits of being outdoors constantly and I mean I think having like you doing that job like there's been benefits that have shown through you with being outdoors so it's true that even you know five minutes a day can do a lot for you so if you do have an office job make sure you get yourself moving outside a little bit makes huge difference yeah move around that physical activity does I mean there's studies out there just go go look them up i mean movement does the body good does the brain good does the spirit good i know i look forward to getting outside every day at school with the kids when it's not below zero because schools do have regulations and you can't bring kids out below zero (laughs) (laughs) but you can run around the classroom right yeah you can do that (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not ideal always, but hey, it's something. But yeah, that is pretty much our 2019 wrap-up. I mean, we've done a ton just looking back at that. Yeah, it's really been a huge learning curve. Like we said, like I just can't emphasize that enough from like buying our own merchandise to becoming an LLC to reading all the like regulations and laws around that to... 
having our own website, buying our own domain name. There's just been so many huge parts that have gone into this year of creating Hiking Through Life and where it's going. And, and we're starting excited. this podcast. Yeah. Starting and <laughs> growing this podcast has been crazy too, just to see where it was in the first, I don't know, first few episodes to like now we release an episode and it instantly blows those first few ones out of the water i mean just growing our listenership and the support that all of you guys are giving us is just awesome and we can't thank you guys enough i mean it's been amazing to just see this and we can't wait for 2020 where we are able to share more and more of these stories of others and hopefully inspire people to just get out there and just live life to the fullest. Yeah, the community out there is just so supportive and we've really learned that and we're so thankful for it. So cheers to the new year. We hope that everyone enters the new year with a fresh mindset and has some really strong goals set for yourself yeah go out there and just you know make that little change make that little tweak that is going to when you reflect back on your 2020 year at this time next year you can say hey you know what i'm so glad that I did this and this and this, that it's gotten me to here now. Yeah. And I just want to keep moving forward. How can you make it better? I mean, I think resolutions are often a thing that people say they fail and they break the resolution after day three. So instead of doing a resolution, just think to yourself, how can you be better in 2020? It doesn't necessarily have to be that one thing. Right. I know, like... I think like the first year Andy and I met, my resolution was to do planks every day. Yeah. And I think that lasted like three months, which was pretty good. But I know when it stopped, I was kind of like, oh, I failed my resolution. But it's just like, yeah, if you phrase it differently, how can you be better? You don't have to do those things every day, but just better yourself. And you didn't fail your resolution. I mean, you still, you may have failed the goal to do it for the entire year, but you still bettered yourself for that three months. And you still took something away from that. And maybe you didn't do it for the full year, but you did do something. And that is the biggest thing. Do something. Don't just sit there and say, I wish I would have done that. You know, looking back at 2020 next year, don't sit there and say, you know what, if only I would have done this. Just go out and do it. Like you said, I want to make myself better. How can I do that? And just work little by little at it. It doesn't have to be a grand thing. So think on that. Happy New Year's, friends. Peace, love, and hike through life.
We love sharing these stories with you through the Hiking Through Life podcast, and we're so grateful that you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to support the Hiking Through Life podcast further, we have these amazing new t-shirts and water bottles. The t-shirts come in four colors, and the water bottles are perfect for trails, adventuring, or daily use. Consider checking them out at hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. Use the code podcast and receive 10% off your first order. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.